everyone, and welcome to Chapter Brothers. My name is Nick Ackerman. And my name is Kevin Ackerman. All right, and today we're going to continue on with the Gunslinger and the Dark Man. Well, sorry, the Gunslinger and the Man in Black. I don't know. <laughs> well, depends, depending on your version. You, uh, As we've established, you're reading the old version, I'm reading the new version. So on exactly. your side, it is the Gunslinger and the Dark Man. <laughs> well, I think we're both reading both, so... True, but I mean, when we're like reading our passages, like that's our, our conceit that you know exactly. you'll be reading the older yes. version. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, before we get into it, I got a, a, a quick Stephen King trivia for you. Dun, da, da. Ba, da, ba, da. <laughs> that sounded a little more like Price is Right, right there. <laughs> oh, really? To me, it sounded a little bit more like the Johnny Carson show. But either way. Okay. Um, so, Kevin, uh, we've been talking about The Stand for a while, and I, I'd like to move on to, because there's so many works in Stephen King's... Uh, Very many. Uh, Pantheon? Is that the word? Could be Pantheon, sure. Is, uh, <laughs> what is it, bibliography? Uh, yeah. So, so, what's next? Let's see. After The Stand, uh, is it The Dark Tower? No, no, we've got a couple in between. We've got a couple in between, and I'm going to give you a, it's his uh, alias again, which is? Richard Bachman. Richard Bachman. And also, Kevin, this is his first book that he started writing, actually. (laughs) He started in 66. um, So he was only, well, again, and this was a question I asked many moons ago, um, when was Stephen King born? What year? He was born, what did we say, 1947? Yes, nailed it. Hmm. So um, this book he started in 66 and it was his first book, apparently. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Um, so then you know, he would have yeah. been 19. Yeah. Yeah. In 19. Hmm. Um, Magic number. <laughs> any guesses on, on just a Bachman book? Or? Let's see. We talked about Rage already, so yep. I'm going to say... Is it The Long Walk? Yes, you nailed it. Nice. Good job. <laughs> so I was reading the uh, so the Long Walk publication date was July of 1979. Right. Um, it sounds really cool, the summary. Like, it's, it's dystopian. This is mm-hmm. like some weird crap, like, like Hunger Games kind of stuff. Um, but also just, well, do, do you know the basic summary? Can you, can you tell me From- what it's about? From what I remember, it seems like this and The Running Man were kind of like two sides of the same coin, where it's sort of like this dystopian uh, future where instead of like The Running Man is sort of like game show type thing where the last one to survive gets this super amount of money, whereas The Long Walk, I think it's more like like teenage kids who are just sort of walking this incredibly long distance and whoever wins, uh, you know, gets some enormous amount of money. Yeah, basically. Um, they're walking down uh, U.S. Route 1 from the border of Maine and just like whoever makes it the furthest gets the money sort of thing. It's very uh, uh, Squid Game. and um, Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> and also um, Speed. You know the Keanu Reeves movie with the bus. So they, they like, have to. You, oh, it's you, you have to maintain a certain pace, and if you go beneath that, you get warnings from mm. the guards that are walking next to you, and you get three warnings. But on the fourth one, they shoot you dead, basically. Wow. So I, I don't think that's a spoiler. That's just a. This is yeah. What that's the premise the, yeah. about, and then 
let's see how it goes, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but it sounds super cool. So apparently all the Bachman books are, are they put into one hardcover just called the Bachman books. So Indeed. you should get that. I, I actually already have it. Hang on, let me bring it over. <laughs> oh, Kevin is walking away from the camera right now to go get his uh, copy of the Bachman books. Cause, and I, I guarantee he could find it very quickly because his filing process, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I know I know where all of my books are. Don't worry. Yeah, because, I mean, uh, for one thing, they're all uh, fiction is organized alphabetically and then nonfiction is organized by subject. So I've got somewhat of a Dewey Decimal System going on, but not Exactly. But, but yeah, slightly the, different. A little bit of Library different. Congress as well. Yeah, mm, true. <laughs> and a little bit of a system of my own design. Uh, I like to, for some reason, uh, it's more visually interesting to me to have like if I've got books that are uh, much different sizes, I'll have like the really okay. tall books on the bottom, the medium books under uh, just a shelf above that, and the really short books a shelf above that. But then vertically they're organized, so it, all the oh, Star wow. Wars books will be on the far left, and then moving forward. So that's the, okay. the nonfiction uh, section yeah. on one side that I've got just to uh, make it a little bit more. Uh, visually interesting, I guess, and so it's easier to find stuff, and you know, it's like how I organize my T-shirts in my drawer. But uh, really, I, I, I do want to. Yeah, I don't know. It's that's a whole different story. But uh, yeah, my T-shirts are based on well. like uh, it's like Star Wars, TV shows, uh, m- music, and bands. Um, and, and there's a miscellaneous category, which is good. And then there's just plain. Just, mm-hmm. This is a plain T-shirt, you know. Of course. <laughs> yeah, I've got mine more organized by like, okay, this is a shirt that's a little bit tight. This is a shirt that's loose that I would wear on its own. This is a shirt that I would wear underneath of other things. So the graphics are like very like centrally located, so I could wear it like a uh, yeah, button-down like shirt over store, it. Which you're wearing exactly. right now. I love it. <laughs> Indeed. Oh, uh, Mister Hooper. Hmm. We'll miss you, Mr. Um, Looper. Uh, we'll miss but anyway, back Hooper to the point. Uh, Hooper. Exactly. Oh, that was like the saddest thing. Oh. Uh, so uh, many kids, probably first explanation of what death is. The it, Sesame it Street uh, did not shy away from uh, hard topics. Yep, good for them. Indeed. But <laughs> well, back to the point. The Bachman books. So my copy yeah. here is a uh, paperback. It's got a. It's sort of like a reddish, like sunsetty sky with uh, sun in the background, and you can see there's a road of skulls. So I think Ooh. that is in reference to the long walk. It's mostly, a long walk. yeah, yeah. Oh, so, this yeah, book sounds awesome, and I can't wait to read it. <laughs> mm. Yeah, the the I, I it was I the only time in the. Yeah, no, okay. it, it, as I was reading the summary, sorry, um, I didn't realize they were teenagers. You said that. Yeah. I, I thought they were adults. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the it's like I said, it, it does seem like, you know, the long walk versus the running man kind of the he kind of had the same idea two different ways. So he was like, yeah, let's try writing both of them. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the, the only thing that I can remember from actually reading it the first time is uh, as they're, like, at the starting line, somebody's younger sibling is talking about how much they like enemas, and I was like, that's weird. And literally, that's the only thing I remember about that story. <laughs> oh, likes enemas. Interesting. Yeah. Um, well, of course, those are my initials. NMA. NMA? Oh, there you go. <laughs> Enema. Gotcha. Uh, Enema. It's a great tool song, too. 
but we're getting way off topic here. Uh, way off topic. So, <laughs> yeah, was yeah. that the? So, do you have a uh, oh, question? Oh, wait, I have, I have actually one more. They're coming out All with right, a movie. Go for it. Ooh, Are they nice? Yeah, for the long walk. Uh, oh, darn, what did I do with that? I looked it up somewhere. There it is. Okay, so originally in 1988, the rights were given to this um, uh, filmmaker. But then the rights eventually went away, and there's going to be a late 2023 release of, of the new movie. Uh, do you know the original? He's a famous uh, like zombie guy, right? Oh, uh, George Romero? Yeah, yeah George nice. Romero in, in, in oh. 88. So he was the one who lost the rights? All right. So he lost the rights, and then it was given to somebody else, Andre Overdahl. Hmm. There's like a, a line through the O, which leads me to believe that this person is from Norway. Norway, right? Norway Finland, Uvedal. Uvedal, yeah. that's probably that's pronounced. Yeah. There's actually an interesting story behind that because uh, Stephen King actually gave the rights to his book The Talisman to Steven Spielberg in 1985, like in perpetuity. But Steven Spielberg still has not made the movie, but he's oh owned gosh. the rights for this entire time. So after like after that, Stephen King is like, OK, you have the rights, but only if you make the movie within the next like two to five years or something. I'm not sure of the exact numbers, but after give after giving uh, Steven Spielberg the rights to the talisman, he always has very strict deadlines on how long you have to like, to prepare right, to make the movie. To... Yeah. <laughs> well, so yeah, eighty eight it it was given to Romero, and then finally in two thousand eighteen, after thirty years, they were like, "All right, somebody else needs to do this because this is a cool mm-hmm. story." <laughs> and also, it just makes me think about Stephen King sometimes. Like hmm. he is just so interesting like the way his mind works i was like ah who would come up with this presence uh this premise stephen king would that's what i was like this seems like some crazy crap oh (laughs) stephen king's mind went there awesome (laughs) and that's why we read books to like escape regular life it's like let's go to another like wacky world where there's crazy crap going on <laughs> exactly so yeah it looks super interesting how, how many pages because you're telling me all f- seven bachman books fit in that volume that you have uh what i've got is only rage the long walk roadwork and the running man so it doesn't have okay. thinner and it doesn't have what's i know later on was uh roadwork hmm. what's the seventh one one two three four five six. I, I got eight here actually Okay, so when was that book published? Which one? The the one that I've got in my hand? The the one Uh, that you're holding right there. This was published in... Prior to 1996? Yes, this was published 1986. Well, there you go. That's why there's only one, two, three, four, five, six in there. Four. One, two, three, four, five, you said, right? Did you say the regulators? Regulators came later. Uh, that's, that's 96. And then in 2007, there's a book called Blaze. You're right. I do have that one, too. Yeah. So yeah, it's Thinner, Regulators, and Blaze. So then that's seven. Wait, yeah, then that's what's seven. the other one? So no, no, that, Rage, that's it. Rage, the Rage, Long Walk, long walk. Road Work. Yeah, I got it. Rage is 77. The Long Walk is 79. Roadwork is 81. The Running Man is 82. Thinner 
is 84. So that's five. And then we get um, the regulators in 96 and blaze in 2007. So seven total. Gotcha. I'm sure I'll get to all those in turn. <laughs> Indeed. Can't wait. Anyway, let's get back to the gunslinger. All right. Um, so we ended last time with he dreamed. Exactly. So let's talk about this freaking dream. I'm going to read from the old one. Unless you want to go, Kev? Uh, no, go ahead. Too much. No, all, right. all yours. Uh, the universe was void. Nothing moved. Nothing was. Gunslinger drifted, bemused. Let us have light, the voice of the man in black said nonchalantly, and there was light. The gunslinger thought in a detached way that the light was good. Now darkness overhead with stars in it, water down below. It happened. He drifted over endless seas. Above, the stars twinkled endlessly. Land, the man in black invited. There was. It heaved itself out of the water in endless galvanic convulsions. It was red, arid, cracked, and glazed with sterility. Volcanoes blurted endless magma like giant pimples on some ugly adolescent's baseball head. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to stop right there because that was a <laughs> that was a cool sentence to finish. Um, so, Kevin, yes, we have like creation happening here. This sounds exactly like the Ina Lindelay. Do you know what that means? I do not. What is that? The Ina Lindelay is from uh, the Cimmerillion. Oh, and so the beginning of the Cimmerillion is is sort of like a origin story of like how. Uh, <laughs> Middle Earth? It, yeah. Well, Iluvatar, Eru Iluvatar is like the god of Middle Earth. And um, all of a sudden, this, and I don't even want to say he or she, it's just like, it's just Iluvatar, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, it makes all of these different gods and like the light and the land. And this just seems so much like that. Uh, yeah. Cause this is also right after the Cimmerillion was uh, uh, published. Was and, it really? I know he, he, well, he started this um, uh, much earlier at just as Tolkien started the Cimmerillion much older. Uh, but then the Cimmerillion was released after Tolkien passed away, it was posthumous. His son put together all his notes and stuff. But that's what, as I'm reading this whole thing, I'm just like, oh, this is awesome. Because this is like, how were things created? How were the planets made? And like, and it sounds like to me, and I haven't even let you talk yet. My goodness, I'm sorry. Um, hey, but it sounds I'm like always happy to listen. <laughs> but it sounds like to me that the, the man in black is the, the creator. Well, I could be wrong about that. I don't want to say. It also sounds like later in the in the in the passage we're going to read that that could be different. So, what do you want to say, Kevin? I'm going to let you talk. Well, now. first thing I wanted to say was just that this definitely expands on our, our whole biblical kind of motif that we've got a whole Genesis story going on right here, specifically with the illusions of let there be light, and he saw the light and noticed that it was good. Uh, then, uh, what is it? Darkness overhead with stars, land underneath. Uh, so it's very kind of borrowing from those same sort of biblical uh, illusions. 
And, and which Tolkien was doing the same thing with the Ina Lindeley. It's like it's it's going back to um, uh, biblical uh, creation creationist stories, you know. Indeed. And I, I like those. <laughs> oh, me I like too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I am always a sucker for exposition. Just tell me how things began and how it got to be this way. Like uh, <laughs> the whole, uh, you know, um, trope that everything has to start in medias race and we have to start in on action so that it's more exciting for the reader. And I'm like, yeah, that's okay for what it is sometimes. But a lot of the time I'll just sort of like skim over the action parts and I want to read like the the part where you're explaining what's going on and how things mm-hmm. got to be this way. Uh, but this is why mm-hmm. I, I think I might like uh, long-running TV shows better than movies. I and agree. I, don't get me wrong. I love movies, but I like long-running TV shows that you don't know how many seasons there's going to be. And it's like, just tell me a, a side story about Jar Jar Binks or something. Exactly. Yeah, it's, got time to, it's got time to breathe and time to tell a longer story, but it's also not a, you know, a four-hour thing that you're sitting through. Like, yeah. maybe this episode, we're just going into this particular uh, character's backstory. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, and there's a Harry Potter series coming out, and I'm pretty psyched I've about heard, that yeah. because it'll it'll be more. Um, I don't. Yeah, I have many feelings about that, but I think the cool part is that they'll be able to dig into you know what actually happened in the books, and maybe even give you more information. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Um, the, I, the movies, the movies lacked a little bit. <laughs> certainly, from the. Let's see. From the third movie, they started taking liberties. In the fourth movie, they started to just pulling out huge chunks of like plot elements and things, and yeah, major characters were gone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess that comes back to what we're talking about—the gunslinger. Like, you know, changing elements of the story does change the story. One hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, the, the thing I'm excited for, Kev, uh, Peeves. Peeves mm. will be there. So true. The Peeves erasure always made me upset. <laughs> I mean, he's there to provide color, but I don't think he's ever actually relevant to the plot. Uh, a couple times with Is friend it? George. Anyway, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we we let's save this for our Harry Potter podcast, which will be forthcoming eventually. Yeah. True. <laughs> and, uh, true. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Um, but I do have to say that. Uh, all this talk about the Silmarillion makes me like, because uh, I've been kind of in the back of my mind, kind of hoping that Silmarillion might be the season two of uh, uh, Chapter okay. Brothers. So we'll we'll, uh, we'll talk it over. We'll see which uh, which book we want to go in for our next isn't deep the dive. drawing of the three. I thought the drawing be. of the three. <laughs> so this yeah. is the thing I wanted to to talk it over. <laughs> we, we might right, do we'll figure it out. Exactly, because I was thinking, like, do we want to just fully uh, devote ourselves to the Dark Tower at first, or do we want to go every other? Uh, but we'll see. We can talk I about that like uh, off the air. I, exactly. I like your idea, though. Um, so anyway. Uh, so anyway. Uh, there changes in, any case, in there. So there are a few changes thus far. Uh, uh, going, uh, let's see. There are a few changes in there so far. Uh, just changes. Uh, let us have a little light to just. Uh, let us have light to just. Let's have a little light to make it a little bit more casual. Uh, and then let's see. Uh, 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 where the hell? 
I keep losing my place, but in any case. So... That's page 203 in my book, but that doesn't help you, because your book not has so much. different pages. Yes, at this point in my book, it is 283. So, hmm. let's see. Yeah, in the original it says, let us have light. The new version says, let's have a little light. Just, again, make it sound a little bit more nonchalant. And then, uh, the sentence after that, the gunslinger thought in a detached way, that light was pretty good. Uh, instead of uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's better than nothing. In <laughs> a way that the light was good in the original. So, to again, very casual Genesis, uh, which which also makes me think that he's not actually creating the universe. What he's doing is just sort of uh, giving an example of things or showing uh, Roland a light show. Um, but let's see. And then... <laughs> Light show. Here's yeah. some Dark Side of the Moon plan, man. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> That's kind <laughs> of what I've got. Yeah. Breathe in the Breathe air. In the air. <laughs> but, yeah, so... Yeah, because literally, this, a second before this, Roland jumped across a fire to try to strangle him to death, and then the man in black just did some sort of a hypnotism uh, on Roland that Ooh. now he's doing this. I am glad you went back, because we always forget to do a quick recap in the beginning mm. of our episodes, so there was like a, a whole bunch of tower cards, but I forgot about that. Yes, we, tar- we Tower Tarot, quick, yes. Tower Tarot, <laughs> there you <Yeah>. go. <laughs> Um, uh, tongue twister. Oh, that's, yeah, that's what we should call the previous episode. Why not? Exactly. Um, Tower Terra. <laughs> wait, he jumped across the fire and tried to kill him? I don't, I don't remember uh, seeing yeah. that. Uh, let's see. In the original version, it says, I'm going to choke you dead. His legs cho- coiled with savage, splendid suddenness, flew across the fire at the other. Oh, yeah, I see that now. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Miss- <laughs> and then the new version, then it's the like, much... Yeah, the new version is the much uh, the more clunky. Uh, swelled in, in his vision and then retreated. Okay, so he knocked him out with magic. Basically, yeah. I got it. Yeah. So, and then in the new version is the much more clunky, what my bullets don't do, mayhap my hands will, in this very old-timey <laughs> way of saying it, but... I mean, honestly, either way, if t- announcing that you're going to kill somebody is never a good idea. You always want to just hold on to the element of surprise. <laughs> I am going to shoot you now. Well, then yeah. I'll dodge. Then I'll dodge, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you for the advance notice. Now I will hypnotize you and give this weird, trippy Genesis uh, vision. Oh my gosh. It, yeah, definitely trippy. Do you think yeah. uh, Stephen King indulged in the uh, LSD? I don't know about LSD specifically, but this whole section definitely feels like he's on some sort of uh, drug trip of some sort. Oh, um, man, it's it's so <laughs> awesome. I love how this is all written about this, like, and then things went across. It's, well, it all starts with he dreams, you exactly. know? So this is, a, this is a dream, you know? Mm. And then uh, it, uh, the section that you just read ends with uh, volcanoes blurted endless magma like giant pimples on some ugly adolescent's baseball head. Like, that is a <laughs> sentence and a half, let me tell you. I, I don't think I got through without uh, <laughs> struggling and stammering. <laughs> My God. Uh, ugly adolescent's what? baseball head. 
So I'm guessing the second time he's used that, uh, he said something had baseball eyes back in Toll, right? Um, yeah, I think so. So, so, so it seems like uh, Stephen King digs his. Uh, well, that's what you could do with the Kindle, right, Kev? You can just look up keywords and it lets you know. Um, uh-huh. He might have gotten rid of that in the original. I don't see the the word baseball. All I've got is page two thirty four, two fifty three, and twice on two fifty three. Uh, uh, it was all the way back in Tull. I, I I swear. Maybe it was something he uh, uh, deleted. Um, That's what I'm thinking. He might have gotten rid of it. Um, but in any case, the, uh, and we all uh, know Stephen King's a big baseball fan. Yeah. Anyway, that's the point. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So then uh, I'll continue. Um, so I guess he's a Red Sox. He's a Red Sox fan, I guess. Very much so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He must have loved 2004. That <laughs> definitely. Oh yeah, I'm sure his Twitter feed can tell you all about it because he's a uh, Twitter. <laughs> yeah. I have a tweeter. <laughs> uh, Twitterer? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Hmm. You know what? Not we're not sure. on Kevin. We're not on Twitter. We should. Make yeah, a, I'm not a Twitter guy. I've I've always been yeah. a, a Facebook loyalist uh, ever yeah. since. We should, uh, we should do all the Zanga other things. and MySpace went out uh, went out of business. So <laughs> now if I'm, I, I'm I I hold on tight to the uh, the you know the receding media. Yeah, I'm, I'm not good at spreading my like because I don't really go on Instagram very much. I have a Twitter account. I literally post on it never yeah. and look at things yeah, I, never. So I don't know. I used to have a tw- <laughs> uh, Twitter account but i never really was interested in it so then i gave up on it yeah it's just, I feel just like yeah very, well it's like hanging out with like different groups of friends it's like well, very true I, <laughs> and which is great but like it's it's tough to keep straight it's like mm. this is my twitter identity and this is my facebook identity i, I mm. don't know I, 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 I only have that. so this is why i wasn't a good actor kevin because i only have one identity i'm, I'm nick it's just me <laughs> very, very true. Meanwhile, I feel like I, uh, as I said at one point uh, on Facebook specifically, uh, in some friend groups, I'm the Donatello and other friend groups, I'm the Michelangelo. It all depends on nice. who I'm with. Sometimes <laughs> I'm the smart guy. Sometimes I'm the goofy guy. So, uh, yeah, I feel like it always yeah. kind of depends. I always kind of, uh, you know, shift a little bit my uh, maybe not necessarily personality, but just maybe the, the things that I say and the, my... Uh, I think we all do that. Paradigm shifts yeah, and uh, exactly. you know, uh, code uh, switching. Phase, code switching. That's the word I was looking for. Mm. You know, I don't swear when I'm teaching. Precisely. You know? I try. I try not to swear very much in general. But like, mm. I, we had to put the explicit tag on it. But we don't really swear very much yeah we don't i mean that's the thing we will curse when it's appropriate but we don't try to make a habit of it because sometimes there are definitely some people who it'll be every other word and it gets to be kind of annoying but uh yeah Yeah, i I feel like take the explicit off and just bleep out uh our swears i wouldn't want to do that because what are the what are the worst ones you know no, nah, I won't do it. <laughs> yeah. See now, now, now he's going to do George Carlin it. real quick. Yeah, I was like, all right, which ones can't we say? <laughs> True. I'm sure Pete can just rattle it all off uh, all in one breath. Uh, I remember he's done that a few times. Oh no, I, I certainly can. I'm oh, you can too. Oh. Myself. I'm stopping myself from doing it. You have chosen not to. Got it. Shit is fuck. Cut, 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 c
you know, and you can you could just do a big bleep through that whole sentence if you want. But we've already or got the tag on, so we've you got know. the explicit going. Maybe that's why our, our audience is less. You know, uh, who, who cares? Eh, I mean, <laughs> I feel like the people who are going to be as interested in a in depth line by line comparison of the two versions of Stephen King are not the either the very young readers <laughs> or or the uh, the family listener at home because we do some pretty critical reads of the Bible as well. So I feel like uh the, the explicit tag might uh, get us to the to the right audience i feel like <laughs> perhaps yeah uh, okay at least that's uh, cool. my point of view maybe, maybe we should what? do a disclaimer in the beginning i don't know yeah, yeah. Whatever. let's move on Exactly. I think uh, the read. first actual the first actual times we've done any like serious cursing are specific quotations from the book itself i think yeah exactly because mm-hmm. Yeah, if anything, I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to, the, the absolute, uh, you know, rule number one is I don't want to censor Stephen King in any way, so. Well, uh, that's for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So, but in that case, let's see. So after an ugly base, uh, ugly adolescence baseball player head, uh, okay, the man in black was saying, that's a start. Let's have some plants, trees, grass, and fields. There was. Dinosaurs rambled here and there, growling and woofing, eating each other, and getting stuck in bubbling odiferous tar pits. Huge tropical rainforests sprawled everywhere. Giant ferns waved at the sky with serrated leaves. Beetles with two heads crawled on some of them. All this the gunslinger saw, and yet he felt big. Uh, so yeah, in that section, exactly the same original to new version. Yeah, but my totally favorite word has—that's f- like first paragraph in a while that it was exactly the same. It is true. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, that, so my favorite—you were going to say odiferous, right? No, my favorite word was hoofing with an H. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hoofing. <laughs> yeah, you ever meet people who put the H before the W, like obnoxiously? That's like mm. a little bit. Wheat thins, yeah. Where where are you going? You're like, oh, okay. Thins. Oh yeah, they do the whole thing yeah. on fam, Family Guy. Family Guy, that. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where are you going? Like, uh, hmm. uh, I, I had a couple teachers who were like that. No, no, Odiferous. I, odiferous I, I, is I, also I, a great I, word. So I stopped and looked it up because I thought the word I, I was is odoriferous. And it's just a alternate spelling of the same word, just because Interesting, so both are correct. Is, oh. Yeah, both are correct, and it's hmm. fine. Uh, I guess it's just odoriferous is just that they, they took out a syllable at some point in the OED, and uh, it's just odoriferous is fine. Good to know. Yeah, I always thought odoriferous was like uh, one of those words that they like – like oh, what's a good example of that um mm. let's see just just shortened like ellis island did to people's last names sort of <laughs> no not even that i would say it's like when um i hate coming up with things on the spot because i'm never really good at it but it's like i can always trim this section out but what's a good uh now I can't even think of an example. Splend- splendiferous. No, no. That's See, that's word. an actual word. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, so a uh, wait. There, there's basically a, a what I'm trying to explain. No, no, that's not the word I'm saying. No. Like, no. Basically, what I'm trying to what I'm trying to say is that uh, it's a word that started as one word, and then because it sort of sounds like a similar word, they added that similar word back into it. 
So odiferous, they added like uh, I assumed that they added in odoriferous because because just to hammer home the fact that it's about smell and to make it a little bit easier to pick up from context. Uh, So you think odiferous came first? Personally, yes, but I I very much could be wrong. Uh, I don't know. Sorry, I I wish I had like texted texted you before and been like, Kevin, I looked up this word. Look it up, too. (laughs) Huh. Interesting. Apparently, odiferous is the definition is a variant spelling of odoriferous. So remember, maybe odiferous is almost like a contraction. So I was entirely wrong. Good to know. Yeah. Contraction, I think, is the best way to say it. Instead of saying does not, you say doesn't. You know, right. instead of saying odoriferous, you say odiferous, you know? Indeed. And, so that, that's a uh, contraction in the middle of the word, which... Exactly. And not two words. It's one... I don't know. Well, there's probably a different word for that then, specifically for if you just sort of shorten a word. Uh, this, this, so- this other podcast I listened to called the, the Prancing Pony, I don't know if I've mentioned it before, but hmm. it's on like all things Tolkien, Lord of the Rings and stuff. But um, oh, Of course. They, they, they do this one section called Word Nerdery. This Ooh. is word, word Nerdery right here. <laughs> we do love our word etymology, that's for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Anyway, uh, so moving on. Uh, now, man. So, the man. Actually, before we get there, I just want to point out beetles with two heads crawled on some of them. So mm. I feel like naturally in our world, I don't know if there was ever a two-headed beetle that, like, in specifically in uh, uh, pre-hist- uh, pre-human times. So I wonder if I, this is maybe this is specifically the aren't really a thing. Um, yeah. So I feel like it, maybe specifically it, 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 this is the creation of Roland's world. Um, and, and that's why the, I think when he said two-headed beetles, it was like just saying that uh, this is like the Precambrian period, you know, like mm. the first life comes about, and like some of them don't work, and some do. Nope, I'm wrong. Huh? The love bug is a species of March fly found in parts of Central America and southeastern United States, especially along the Gulf Coast. But it has. Two heads? Yeah. On either end of its body. Wow. I am wrong. Wait, that can't be. It look, looks like it look, literally it, uh, it literally I, looks I think like they're mating. That's how they meet. Yeah, I was gonna say that just looks like two bugs that are in the middle of mating. I don't think that's yeah, one yeah. full full yeah, bug. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. No, I think he's talking about like copepods and like uh the very beginnings of life. That that's all. Mm-hmm. He was saying that we're reading too too much into this, <laughs> but yeah, and, and mutations. You know, that's what happens. Um, exactly. Uh, do do do. So yeah, snowman. Uh, dinosaurs and stuff. Yeah. Hmm. Sure. The Precambrian uh, was that with where things would be like just sort of like long ribbons and spirally well, looking a, things, and a, everything was in the water, you know. Right. And, and then, then when he said land, now it's like all these things first moving onto land. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite is Tiktaalik. Um, I don't know that. Or Tiktaalik. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but T I K T A L. T-A-A-L-I-K? Tiktaalik? Right. Oh, was that yeah, the, yeah. the first fish that walked on land? Exactly, yeah. After the Devonian period or whatever. 
<laughs> I knew we were going to get into this. I, I, I so looked up my uh, uh, calendar of um, time. <laughs> this is why we have the internet. Well, it, it's also the fun of just talking about it. Like, uh, who was it? What's his name? Uh, Kevin. I know this guy's name. His name is Carl Sagan. Um, hmm. Carl Sagan did this uh, whole thing where, where if you take all of the history of time since the beginning of Earth's creation and put it into a calendar year, mm-hmm. calendar year, all right? Uh, <laughs> humans and, like, our time that we think of as history doesn't come about until, like, New Year's Eve at hmm, 11 o'clock p.m. or so. Like, <laughs> No, I think it's, like, 11.58 or something crazy yeah, yeah. like that. So, like, the Precambrian, or that whole beginning of time, uh, goes to, like, April. Mm. And all these, like, volcanoes spewing and everything. It's, like, the first four months of the year. Mm. And then, finally, like, dinosaurs first come about even later on. Uh, maybe, like, August? <laughs> like, so, it's it's incredible to, to think about the, the, the history of time and... Uh, um, the creation of our planet and how little we are. We're, we're very small. And I think that's what is about to happen <laughs> next. Uh, Indeed. Anyway, but uh, that's a start. Uh, doo, doo, doo. Uh, now man, the man in black said softly, but the gunslinger was falling, falling up. The horizon of this vast and fecund earth began to curve. Yes, they had all said it had curved. His teachers, they had claimed it had been proved long before the world had moved on. But this, further and further, continents took shape before his amazed eyes and were obscured with clock springs of clouds. The world's atmosphere held in a placental sack and the sun rising beyond the earth's shoulder. He cried out and threw an arm before his eyes. Let there be light! The voice that cried was no longer that of the man in black. It was gigantic, echoing. It filled space and the spaces between spaces. Lights! Falling, falling. Ooh, this is a fun dream. Hmm. <laughs> Have you I ever mean, had a dream like this? Uh, to me, that sounds terrifying. Just constantly falling up as you're just seeing geologic time in front of you, like just uh, completely on? out of control and yeah. Ooh. But yeah, that's. Well, I mean, uh, it's it's my greatest fear is is heights. So interesting. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's the one for me that I, I often have dreams about that scare the heck out of me. Hmm. Freaking heights! Did, did I tell you about being on that? That um, uh, we were putting in a, a conduit system on the top of Chelsea Market. We were up like eleven stories, and a couple times, like we had to be like on the edge. And I was like, uh, I can't move. Like, I was literally, like, paralyzed. And, like, my friends, uh, Jason and Dan, had to, like, finish what needed to be done. And I was like, uh. Like, Dan was literally holding his belt, like, to, oh, to make God. it safe. Like, and Jay was just like, oh, man, it was. <laughs> Sorry. That's the yeah, one I, I would have freaked out about that as well. Falling from that height. Oh. <laughs> Yikes. And it was only 11 stories up. Oh, you even actually, do you see the shirt I'm wearing? <laughs> uh, yeah, I see stormtroopers. Oh, are they on that? Uh, is it that uh, classic uh, picture of like the, all of the workers like having lunch on just this like one long beam as they're uh, making the Empire State Building? 
yeah, except exactly. the stormtroopers. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like uh, I don't know lunch and, and skyscraper or whatever, but it's like actual people. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm referencing the, the stormtroopers and Darth Vader in the middle, but. Uh, and True, it's hidden behind the beard. <laughs> <laughs> it's right in the middle. Um, but what I'm saying is those people actually took that picture. That was oh. real. They're sitting yeah. on an I-beam for like the Empire State Building, and they're 100 stories up. Sorry. It's <laughs> a visceral feeling. Like, like, I and that, and get I, you, yeah. I hear what you're saying. Falling and falling and falling. You're like, ah! I'm so I, I really feel that in this this whole passage, you know. Actually, now that I think about it, there's a Calvin and Hobbes strip that's very similar to that, where he's like falling, 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 and he sees like you know the Earth just getting like smaller and smaller and smaller underneath of him, and then the Moon, and then the Sun, and then uh, all of the other planets, and like he sees like the curve of the Milky Way and all of the ga- like the galaxy and like all of the universe spreads out underneath of him. So, Dude, yes, uh, Bill, you yeah, just Bill reminded Watterson. me of that. Yeah, yeah, Bill Watterson is on the same page as Stephen King here. But mm-hmm. um, though uh, Stephen King <laughs> like, here is more talking in terms of time rather than yeah, space. I, I wonder if they, they knew each other. Huh. I doubt it, but that does sound awesome. I would love to hear the two of them <laughs> like having a conversation. Uh, but... In any case, so back to, uh, so we do have a couple of additions in this section. Uh, the biggest definitely is, uh, instead of his teachers claimed in the new version, it says his teacher Vanet claimed that it had been proved. So, yeah, so, the, so that's who Vanet was, is the exactly. teacher. He's a science the, uh, teacher, I guess, or something. Yeah. Science, history, basically anything that's not killing people is Vanet's job to teach the young children. Well, this is also uh, Stephen King saying, uh, hey, flat earthers, go suck it. (laughs) (laughs) Though, on the other hand, on the other hand, it it makes it seem as though it's the more common belief to most people that the earth is flat. And he's saying, like, yeah, the teachers did say did say that they proved. What is it? Did say claimed that it had been proved long before the world had moved on. So All right, that's, saying, that's the other thing I wanted to talk about. Well, you say what you were going to say. It's saying no, what? no. Go ahead. Probably the same thing. Bef- before the world had moved on. So mm-hmm. like, and we've I think we've referenced that before. Um, mm-hmm. And that's the difference between like uh, Roland's time and Jake's time or our time. Um, the world had moved. I, I don't know. I still don't know what it means. Like, was there some sort of cataclysmic event that occurred that's like, okay, this entire civilization was wiped out and we made a new civilization? I'm not sure. Could what be. Does we'll mean? see. The world had moved on. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. <laughs> So, yeah. Uh, oh, and also at the very beginning, instead of now, man, uh, in the new version, it says now bring man. Uh, so then and also further and further, higher and higher continents took shape uh, in the original. It just says further and further continents took shape. Uh, so, yeah. And then uh, changes. Uh, let's see. The voice no longer belonged to the man in black. Uh, it was gigantic echoing. It filled space and the spaces between space. So in the original version, I think it said... Uh, it the says, voice and ne- the spaces between spaces. 
Yeah. So, so in this, um, he's more specifically referring to outer space, I think. Wow, that is a cool one that you picked up. Because usually, mm-hmm. as I, I I read the old one, then I read the new one, and I'm like, oh, that's a change. Like I, I I saw Van A, and I was like, oh, that's that's an addition, whatever. I didn't catch that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just True. He, he took out the S. Exactly. But then in the earlier parts, uh, originally it said the voice that cried was no longer that of the man in black. And then the new version, it says the voice no longer belonged to the man in black. So I feel like I figure that's another passive voice, active voice, like trying to take out just clunky phrasing. So that one I definitely so, agree with. So I don't know if you noticed when I was reading, Kevin, I actually uh-huh. I tried to read it with a different inflection. You did. I heard it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is the voice of God. Let there be lights. Diaphragm. (laughs) Oh, that definitely peaked the levels. Check that one. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so Uh, here we go. So light. The sun shrank. A red planet stamped with canals whirled past him. Two moons circling it furiously. Beyond this was a whirling belt of stones and a gigantic planet that seethed with gases, too huge to support itself, oblate in consequence. Further out was a ringed world that glittered like a precious gem within its engirdlement of icy spicules. Light! Let there be! An other worlds, one, two, three, far beyond the last, a lonely ball of ice and rock were twirled in dead darkness about a sun that glittered no brighter than a tarnished penny. Beyond this, darkness. So, yeah, let's just uh, go over that. So basically, he's just going through the solar system, it seems like. Uh, yeah, exactly. Doesn't, so, doesn't Mars so have for, two moons? Yes. So the two moons of Mars are uh, Phobos and Deimos. Correct. Um, and, and they are... Um, uh, so Mars is a... I mean, all the planets are Roman gods. Uh, Mars is the god of war. Ares and in Greek mythology, and Phobos and Deimos are his horses, mm-hmm. apparently. Yeah. I, I, I remember learning that. We did a cool uh, astronomy thing at the Liberty Science Center, so that that's what I was thinking of as we were like going through this. It's like, oh, cool. A whirling mm-hmm. belt of stones. That's the asteroid belt. A gigantic yep. planet that's seethed with gases. That's Jupiter. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a ringed world. That's Saturn, of course, and then it goes other worlds one, two, three, and it goes uh, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. And of course, Pluto is still a planet at this point. Um, <laughs> I, I really like twirling uh, other worlds one, two, three, far beyond the last one lonely ball of ice and rock, twirling in dead darkness about a sun that glittered no brighter than a tarnished penny. <laughs> That's a really Oh, man, I, I just love how Stephen King describes things, you know? Yeah, he goes into like, cosmic scale. Funny. Yeah, he yeah. goes into cosmic scale, and then one last analogy at the end to bring it back home. Uh-huh. Same Ooh. thing with the ugly, uh, uh, what is it, an ugly adolescence baseball head. <laughs> covered it in red right. stitching <laughs> but so f- there are a few changes in there uh so in the original uh a red planet crossed with canals instead the new version it says stamped with canals and then oh, we've by got the way, uh, uh, do you do you know the largest uh canyon in mars oh, as, as a i name? do not so the, the the valis marineris i think look it up um and it's like if think about the grand canyon you know 
Hmm. And now think about it as the width of the entire United States. That's the Valles Marineris and far deeper. Holy crap. Wow. <laughs> far deeper than the United States? Uh, well, uh, far deeper than the Grand Canyon. Ah. Uh, I don't know what, what the depth is offhand. Let's see. Yeah, according depth, to this, so according to the Daily Mail, uh, it is Valles Marineris is four miles deep and 125 miles wide. And by comparison, the uh, by comparison, the Grand Canyon is one mile deep and eighteen miles wide. Yeah. Now, how, uh, what about the length? Do you have the length in there? Length. Let's see. The length is two thousand four hundred eighty-five miles. So it's okay, longer, so wide than uh, the United States is. Yeah. No, Almost no, as the, wide. The United States is three thousand, but it's it still it crosses a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. At least sure. 3,000. Basically, it uh, doesn't quite get to Maine. All right. So, yeah. so moving on. Um, moving on. No, the gunslinger... Is that where we're at? Yeah. No, the gunslinger said, and his words were flat and echoless in the darkness. It was darker than dark. Beside it, the darkest night of a man's soul was noonday. The darkness under the mountains was a mere smudge on the face of light. No more, please. No more now. No more. Lights! No more! No more, please! Stars themselves began to shrink. Whole nebulae drew together and became mindless smudges. The whole universe seemed to be drawing around him. Jesus, no more! No more! No more! The voice of the man in black whispered silkily in his ear. Then Renee cast away all thoughts of the tower. Go your way, gunslinger, and save your soul. Ah, I'm going to stop there. Yeah, Should that's I stop there or keep going? <laughs> no, that's good. Uh, so, yeah, the I mean, basically it's like, so it almost seems like, so we, he gets out past uh, Pluto and the end of the edge of the solar system. So it makes it seem as though in Roland's existence, there's nothing out there. Oh, no, wait. He does say past nebulae and all, this, all these other things. Uh, He's just continuing to move out away from the sun. And guess what? Most of the universe is just blank space. Very true. And that, to me, is terrifying to think of. Mm. <laughs> and how true. small we are in, in, like, the cosmic scale, you know? Exactly. So this is so, like, metaphysical and awesome. I, I really like this section. Mm. Uh, <laughs> it was, uh, speaking of uh, so much space, there, uh, I forget who exactly said it or when I read it, but the, basically... There was uh, somebody flying through the asteroid. I think it might have actually been the novelization of 2001, A Space Odyssey, when, uh, um, what are their names? Um, uh, well, basically, the two astronauts who are on their way out to Jupiter are Is going through Dave, the asteroid field. Dave yeah, Dave, right? Dave and Frank, yeah. <laughs> Right. There you go, Stephen Frank. Uh, so they were on their way out uh, to on their way to Jupiter, and they're like, "Hey, uh, th- in a second, we'll be passing an astro- asteroid uh, because." In the asteroid field, the cosmic distances are so huge, it is absolutely nothing like Star Wars, where your oh, yeah. things are flying past you. No, no, no. In an actual asteroid field, it's, you know, every so often you might pass one. Like, it's, mm-hmm. uh, like, the the cosmic distances in between them, uh, they would not be crashing into each other, and, you know, you would have no. to wheel you know, wind your way through, like basically so, that asteroid field, there must've been like a moon that was just destroyed or something outside of Hoff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, 
there's a, a, I want to bring this to a much smaller level and right. talk about atom, atoms and electrons okay. orbiting around an atom. Um, Microscale. And like the, the orbitals of them and like really everything about us is mostly empty space. <laughs> when you get down to that level of like how far from the nucleus the closest at, uh, the closest electron is, it's, it's like, what was, so somebody visualized it for me one time. It was like, if, if you're sitting at home plate of a baseball field, all right, in like a stadium, um, mm-hmm. the closest electron would be like outside of the stadium, like out in like the parking lot. And that's oh, just wow. the, the first orbital level of like, you know, hydrogen atom. And then the next electrons go further and further out from that. So, yes, most of everything about us, all matter, is empty space. And some, some things have coalesced together because of gravity. You know? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm getting too scientific. No, I, <laughs> I am I'm always... Probably wrong. I'm probably wrong about some of the things I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, we're... Uh, all we're doing is, you know, just shooting the ship. Uh, but... Shooting the ship. Yeah. But I was about to say, like, uh, as far as uh, atoms and everything are concerned, we're just we're basically like ceiling fans that are, you know, spinning so quickly that it looks like a solid object. But if we were to, you know, freeze time, we would see the separate individual electrons that are on the outside edges. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I love science. But when you really start thinking about it, you're like, how the heck does any of this work? This mm. miracle of life and matter and like design, like, oh, mm. way to go, way to go, everybody! Good job, the uh, human race <laughs> and oh, animals and everyone in general. Just life in general, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. let's let's hear for life. Indeed. So let's see from that section. So there have been a couple of little additions here and there. Uh, I think in basically it seems like it's stylistic changes that in the original Stephen King was a very big fan of uh, short sentence fragments like a whirling belt of stones, a gigantic planet seized with gases. Uh, whereas in the new version, he's combining the ball and making them uh, uh, full sentences where he'll say beyond this was a whirling belt of stones and a gigantic planet seething with gases further out was a ringed uh, world that glittered like a precious gem within its engirdlement of icy spicules uh and the original just said a ringed world that glittered it's uh in its engirdlement of icy spicules so you know just uh every so often there have been a couple of those that i'm just sort of letting slide but i want to just sort of establish the the idea of what's been changed so then later on we've got so originally it just said darkness and the new version it says beyond this darkness. Uh, so here in the original it's this darkness. Darkness darker than the darkest darkness that's ever been dark. Uh, but in, <laughs> Wait, what? Where's it I don't like? think that's literally what it says. Uh, oh, let's that just see. says dark. Uh, echoless in the darkness it was darker than dark beside this the darkest night of a man's soul was noonday the darkness under the mountains was a mere smudge on the face of light uh, so in the new version he, he's he got a little bit a few more words other than just dark dark darkness was dark uh, <laughs> I just realized that yeah and I read yeah. it <laughs> so in the new version it says uh no, the gunslinger said, and in and his word on it was flat and echo echoless in the black. It was darker than dark, 
blacker than black. Beside this, the darkest night of a man's soul was as noonday. The darkness under the mountains, a mere smudge on the face of light. So, basically yeah. just, you know, tossing in a couple of blacks here and there. He kept my favorite line, though, and just changed it a little bit, though. Beside the darkest night of a man's soul was noonday. Like, that is... Mm. <laughs> just real cool because like noonday obviously is the brightest so like exactly. even the darkest man's soul is still bright compared to this yeah. dark like it's just yeah, but, so would that would that be a metaphor right uh well now that he's added in as the, he changed it from a metaphor to a simile yes to a simile oh okay yeah <laughs> so and then even no, uh, it's, it's a simile that creates a metaphor is really right so that sentence is just a simile about the darkest man's soul, but the metaphor is saying that compared to that, this darkness in my previous sentence is is nothing. So was as moon noonday. Yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and then uh, let's see. Yeah, the darkest night of a man's soul was as noonday. So I guess that means so the dark night of a the. the the dark night of a soul, a dark night of the soul. I think that so is these, that these symbolism, or oh. or is that a metaphor? That might be a metaphor. That's yeah, so a, then, that's a simile. That's a simile right there. You well, one, having one, a dark we, night. We have of two the levels soul. going on here. We have two levels exactly. going on here. So first, he's con- comparing the, the darkest night of a man's soul to, to noonday, saying like, if this person's dark soul was, was noonday it would be very bright compared to now we're at the second level of the darkness that he's encountering as he goes away from our solar system hmm. right yeah. well i want to I, I was going to break it down even further because like the idea of a dark night of the soul i think that's specifically more of a is that an idiom uh dark oh, night of the like soul so I used to, Kevin, <laughs> I, I, I often said weird things, as you know, like mm-hmm. just like say weird sayings. And when I was in college, for some reason, uh, and, and this like got attributed to me after saying it dumbly one night, I was like, it's dark as the day is night out here. And they were like, <laughs> what? what? What did you say? I was like, it's dark as the day is night. And like, that's what makes me think of is like, you say that it's, it's dark as the day is night. Well, I I guess if you wanted to expand that, then you could be almost to say like it's a it's so dark out here that uh, yeah it is as today as most most nights are to dark. Yeah. I don't know, maybe not. No, no, no. It, it didn't make any sense, Kevin. That's the point. Is, <laughs> I'm an idiot. Anyway, uh, so anyway, or, point being, just... uh, basically, we're just saying that. Let's see. The so Dark Knight of the Soul is like a, like, I guess it's you would just say it's a phrase. But then, so let's see. Yeah, like the I think the original has it broken up into multiple sentences, but in the new version, it's all just one sentence. Um, let's see. Beside <laughs> this, yeah, the, I'm an so, idiot with I- idioms. There you go. <laughs> Not an idiot. <laughs> Very smart. Uh, hey, 
thinking of new ways to say something is just thinking outside the box. And they can't all hit, is my point of view. It doesn't make (laughs) you an idiot. We're all just stand-up comedians just trying to get a laugh every once in a while. Exactly. We're just, (laughs) you know, throwing darts at the dartboard. Eventually you hit the bullseye, but a lot of them are going to hit people on the sidelines. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very good at darts. I am not very good at darts. I have hit people on the sidelines. <laughs> oh, man. Those poor people. <laughs> True. But that was also me just, uh, you know, uh, shooting wildly for effect uh, at uh, in, uh, what was it, uh, senior youth group uh, when we uh, used to go, uh, you know, after church. But, yeah, there, mm-hmm. would be, there was a dartboard. But in any yep. case. Anyway. Um, so, Yes. So, so yeah, uh, the, the man in black just whispered in his ear. Which do you think he actually did that? Like while Roland is sleeping there, I think there, so. Like, I think all of this stuff. Every time it's, it's the man in black saying something, it's actually saying it into his ear. Yeah, <laughs> it's almost like uh, in like an Inception kind of way that he's he's saying this literally outside of his actual ear. Uh, like how they can, you know, hear like music cues and stuff. And, and also, is uh, Roland actually saying these things out loud in his sleep? It might be. It might be. Yeah, I can uh, see that. So, so Liz told me that I host karaoke in my sleep. Oh, dude, that's, that's a weird thing. Yeah, that I do. Is that I just go like, all right, and coming up next, we got, and I'll say like a random person's name, and like, <laughs> and then be quiet for a while. Just like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's singing. Be polite. <laughs> No, no, I'm just, I'm totally asleep. I'm just shutting these things out. No, I know. I'm saying, like, even in your sleep for, like, after you've announced this person, now you're you're giving them a chance to sing. (laughs) (laughs) That made total sense to me. Like, I remember uh, Dennis used to talk in his sleep, too. And uh, I think his was, uh, well, at least when we were in high school, his would be more like, um... It didn't really sound like anything, to be honest. It was just sort of like... So it was just sort of like like gibberish, yeah. It was never like full sentences, no. Apparently, I'm a full sentence, like, shouting talker in my sleep. And yeah, my wife is annoyed with it. I could see that. True, we're just snorers over here in the Kavinthia household. Licking Niz is our uh... (laughs) (laughs) Sounds dirty, but okay (laughs) (laughs) In any case So, let's see So, Man in Black is still being the the devil on uh, Jesus' shoulders Instead of offering him the entire world He is offering him less he is offering him, uh, you know, you're being overwhelmed by the sight of the entire universe. So I will, uh, if you renege on your uh, journey to the tower, then I will mm-hmm. let you just go back to your small world and your small existence. So it's an interesting inversion of the whole biblical trope that uh, we've got going on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's like, th- this is too much for you to handle. Hmm. So just give up. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, go your way, gunslinger, and begin the long job of saving your soul. As opposed to in the original, it just says, go your way and save your soul. Uh, let's see. Why does he need to save his soul is another thing that went into my head. Um, well, I mean, at the very... It goes back to the, guns, the gunslingers are the bad guys, and he's done some bad things in his life. 
At the very most recently, he allowed Jake to fall rather than uh, allow the man in black to escape. So yeah, Mm -hmm. he he shot uh, Ali. Shot Ali in the face. Yeah, everyone in Tull. You know. Mm -hmm. Though most uh, importantly, Ali. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Because everybody else was kind of a jerk to him the entire time. Uh, It seemed like they were. They were all physically attacking him. I mean, there was that one, like, I think at one point there was, like, a toddling baby who had uh, a stick with a nail poking through it, and that was what uh, gave him the only really deep cut. Like, he, it's his, like, that whole tall scene kind of, uh, like, gives the gunslinger almost permission to, uh, to shoot this entire town up. But meanwhile, nobody else is really armed by very much other than, you know, some knives and sticks and whatnot. Yeah. No, no, it's uh, got me thinking. Like, as far as the hero's journey, it's like this is the anti-hero's journey, sort of. And True. I, I kind of dig that. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Like, and even in the anti-hero, well. Like in the anti-hero's journey, it's almost like the the trials at the very beginning are even worse than the usual hero's journey. Uh, well, or is Roland's like the the master, like the Obi-Wan, and Jake hmm. is uh, Luke Skywalker. Like, Jake is actually the hero. And I, I really hope... I, I'm still holding on to this with all my heart that Jake is not dead. Hmm. Jake has fallen into, hopefully, another world. Um, and this is the point in his hero's journey where he lost the master. You know? Hmm. And that's the... Uh, like, you know, when Obi-Wan gets killed, like, Luke is like, oh, I have to do it myself now, sort of. Very true. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Or, or in, I mean, this happens in all the heroes' journeys. Uh, uh, King Arthur and, and Merlin, or whatever, and like, or, or, or Gandalf, you know, having to leave the Fellowship sure. or whatever, you know. Um, just, like, I, I'm sure Harry Potter, uh, Dumbledore dying, you know, like. Sorry, spoilers. Damn it. <laughs> I mean, I feel like. At this point, it's enough uh, known in the popular zeitgeist that I feel like most people would know. Yeah, <laughs> uh, zeitgeist. Well, true. Maybe the the, maybe that's maybe that's something that we should start putting in uh, our uh, the episode descriptions if we have any spoilers for various works of fiction or uh, things. <laughs> Spoilers for various things. Yes. <laughs> you need to Spoilers be well, for... like, read and watched in order to listen to it. And all nerd works. fandoms, yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I'm sure most people are. You know, that's a hmm. basic thing. <laughs> I would say so. But let's see, where were we? Um, what were we talking about? So, yeah, that's just... I don't know. But saving your soul. It's an interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting idea of that. Like, if Jake is the hero, well, there, there we get into the uh, the question of hero versus protagonist because they're not always the same thing. So I feel like Roland would be the protagonist, but I don't know. I feel like Jake doesn't even qualify as the hero because he almost comes along as. Just sort of he's like just, he's the, the sidekick. He's the sidekick. sidekick yeah. yeah, he's the one that as Roland is helping. Book, yeah. As far as this book is concerned, because I am still saying Jake's not dead, and if he is dead, I'm sad. We will see. <laughs> we will see. Oh, you got me coming along. I think we might do uh, the drawing of the three next. 
<laughs> or else maybe maybe instead of doing you know this super in-depth uh every three pages is a full episode maybe drawing of the three we just do one full chapter is an episode and then we just uh, uh, yeah. highlight certain sections yeah i think that might work better yeah because there isn't yeah because steven King didn't rewrite didn't uh redo uh drawing of the three he's we're still oh, just okay, working so on the just, same that's so still the same version the gunslinger that got changed Exactly. Uh, all right. Yeah. What are, what's the page difference? Like, Ooh. amount of pages? That's a good question. I would have to. Buy this one's very thin compared to the rest. Very thin. Yes, I think okay. I do think drawing of the three is longer. But I would have to buy like a modern day copy of Drawing of the Three and then do some comparisons to see if they they adjusted very much. Hmm. Yeah. Now I'm wondering if any book when they republish it is the exact same text as the original. My entire world has been blown. Maybe this is maybe this is the way it's been all along. With every pub- with every publication, there is a brand new text and changes and additions and subtractions. This is how books work. Oh my goodness! Maybe. Yeah. Uh, oh. ed- editors and the the, the publishers like they're, they're, there's always going to be little adjustments, and I bet the original author really gets upset with that. <laughs> you know? I would think, yeah, but it's not done with their uh, approval, and I'm sure Stephen King is very savvy when it comes to uh, you know. Uh, logistical or what's the word Uh, litigiousness Mm, (laughs) Uh, literariness uh, literalness oh in terms of being oh legally yes that's that's litigiousness yes (laughs) Uh I mean you were talking before about how uh, if someone gets the rights to his book they have to do it in a certain amount of time that's right yeah, I'm sure he's he's good at that. Uh, the man has his lawyers, yeah. But in any case, so basically, yeah, through the long job of saving your soul, he gathered himself, shaken and alone, enwrapped in darkness, terrified of an ultimate meaning r- rushing at him. He gathered himself, and I uttered the final answer on the sub- that subject. Never! Then let there be light! And there was light, crashing on him like a hammer. Uh, A great and primordial light. Consciousness had no chance of survival in that great glare. But before it perished, the gunslinger saw something. Clearly, something he believed to be of cosmic importance. He clutched it with agonized effort and then went deep, seeking refuge in himself. That light... Uh, before that light should blind his eyes and blast his sanity. He fled the light and the knowledge the light implied, and so came back to himself. Even so, do even so do the rest of us. Even so, the best of us. So, Whoa. a lot of changes in there, yeah. There were a good amount of changes. Yeah, so... Well, well, first, just about the, like, the what's happening... Correct. In this uh, uh, passage, he's he's coming. Oh, then let there be light. Like this is yeah. Like, in my in my copy, come, that is bold, to light, all caps. Like, yeah. Yeah, me too. Uh, and italicized, like it's mm. and an exclamation point. Yeah, um, the ultimate of emphasis. So this is going like you know to, down that dark tunnel to the to the light to um, death. Interesting. Right? And and he's like avoiding that. That that's what I'm thinking from. But I don't know if I'm right or wrong. Um, yeah, personally, I saw more. He's saying I want to stay in this purgatory 
and, and still figure things out before I, I go on to the next level. What, what were you going to say? See, I was going to say the exact opposite. I was going to say that okay. he, the, the, the man in black is offering to, you know, okay, you could go back to your little world, your little quest, and it's, it doesn't mean anything uh, if you don't tr- keep trying to seek the tower. But if you do try to keep seeking the tower, this light that I almost saw as more like illumination, like in terms of being enlightened, and um, you will see more of the universe than you will be comfortable in seeing. So uh, if, you, if you don't renege, if you don't turn back, th- then in that case, let there be light. Then you will, you know, be forced to see things that you don't understand and be forced to have this light just like pound into your consciousness. Like we had the darkness that was darker than any dark had ever darked earlier. So now this is lighter than anything. Uh, a, a, a light that's hitting him like a hammer, a great primordial light. So this great yeah, glare yes. that consciousness has no chance of survival so this is like so basically he goes from two utter intense extremes in this like thing so he went from the darkness of space that uh like all utter and complete darkness to instantly utter and complete light so it's almost like these two kind of extremes are kind of blowing his mind in a way uh as i was uh just talking earlier but um yeah, uh, so I don't, I don't see it almost additions there. Yes, the, yes, for sure. So, yeah, uh, if you want to go back to the original, uh, go your way, gunslinger. The Jong Long uh, job of saving your soul. Originally, it was and save your soul. So then, uh, in the so in the new version, it says he gathered himself and uttered the final. What does it say in the original? Oh, I'm sorry. Do, 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 do. No, 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 sorry. I threw it at you. It just says he gathered himself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so then, um, wait, he gathered himself and. No, there was something else. He gathered himself and uttered the final flashing imperative, was the original. Yeah, that's the difference. Yeah, yeah. uttered yeah. the final flashing imperative instead of answer on the subject. Exactly, um, yeah. And then, and also, uh, instead in, in the original, it says no, never, instead of just never. Yeah, the new version just says never. Uh, and then after that, uh, a great primordial light. Uh, in it, consciousness perished. Uh, whereas the new version, it says consciousness had no... Oh, wait. Yeah, let me just go read the full sentence. So, um, in it, consciousness perished. But before it did, the gunslinger saw something of cosmic importance. He clutched it with agonized effort and sought himself. He fled the insanity the knowledge implied, and so came back to himself. So then, in the new version, it's got way more. Instead, yeah, yeah. Well, I, consciousness, just, you already said it, but consciousness had no chance of survival in that great glare. But before it perished, the gunslinger saw something clearly, something he believed to be of cosmic, he, he believed to be of cosmic importance. He clutched it with agonized effort and then went deep, seeking refuge in himself before that light should blind his eyes and blast his sanity. He fled light and the knowledge the light implied and so came back to himself. Even so do the rest of us. Even so, the best of us. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> I like so, the, those additions. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, so I feel like in the original, it almost makes it seem as though, um, let's see. 
he fled the insanity the knowledge implied and so came back to himself. Whereas in the new version, it almost seems more like, what does it say? Consciousness had no chance of survival in that great glare, but before it perished, yeah. So basically he sees something, he clutched that one sort of fact that he has, and then went deep seeking refuge in himself before that light should last his sanity. So basically kind of like saying that rather than putting in, he fled the insanity that it implied. It's more like he held that knowledge close to himself before that light should drive him insane. So basically same kind of same idea more or less, but it's more, I think it's a little bit more active versus passive voice kind of. And that, but I do love, I do love the addition of the, even so do the rest of us, even so the best of us. Cause I feel like, Basically, it's almost like saying, you know, you get this moment of epiphany and this powerful knowledge that your your sanity can't quite hold on to. But that's that's how everybody is, you know, like the next day, the that moment of true insight and epiphany it is you'll, all you get is just a tiny portion of what that full knowledge that you had in that one moment. At least that's how I mm-hmm. took it. Mm-hmm. No, Which again yeah, I, feels very much like a, ways to take it. Yeah, again <laughs> feels very much like a psychedelic trip to me. Well, yeah, that's you, yeah. <laughs> that's what I was saying earlier. Yeah, you've got <laughs> this, this one this whole moment passage. Of, I was like, "Ooh, Stephen King!" All right, <laughs> you have this I one mean, moment where things, everything feels clear, but then the next day you're like, "What the hell was I saying?" I, I yeah. remember something. <laughs> what was I dreaming about? I don't even yeah. know. Uh, and then we're, we'll get to what he actually says to the man in black. So it, it was still night. Now we're on to section four of this uh, it, section four in the old. I'm oh, sorry, section four in the new. Just the next paragraph in the old. Yeah. <clears throat> it was still night. Whether the same or another, he had no way of knowing. He pushed himself up from where his demon spring at. Sorry. Oh. He pushed himself up from where his demon spring at the man in black had carried him and looked at the ironwood where the man in black had been sitting. He was gone. So right there is also, that's when I should have known. That was him jumping across the fire and, and he literally has been knocked out since then. Yeah. Again, but it's a, it's a little bit of a confusing way to say it. Like even there, you had a little bit of trouble reading it, but like uh, from where his demon spring at the man in black had carried him. So like, yeah, it's it's a lot of like, I feel like we need a little bit of extra punctuation in there or something. But I mean, I yeah. guess it's but, correct, Let's be honest, but... Kevin. I have a hard time reading anything, so... No. <laughs> I shouldn't no, be no, the gold no. standard. I, I feel like I'm always... I, I am... I am. I would agree that that section, that sentence is a little bit hard to read at first <laughs> at first glance. Like, it takes a second or two to kind of, like, go back and be like, uh, from where his demons spring at the man... From where his... His, from where his demon spring at the man in black had carried him. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, it's a weird, it's like I mean, demon spring should have like a hyphen in between it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> precisely. I, I think that's the punctuation I was looking for. Yeah. But in the new yeah, version, we do have a little bit of, uh, a little bit more in there. Uh, instead of he had no way of knowing it becomes, he had no immediate way of knowing. And then, which true, uh, a minute later, we, he does have a way of knowing. Uh, and then, Let's see. 
uh, and looked at the ironwood where Walter Adim, as some along um, Roland's way had named him, had been sitting. He was gone. So instead of just the man in black, he gives him a name. Uh, yeah. Well, that name was given to us back in Tull, right? Correct, yes. In, yeah, in the new in the version, new version, yeah, he signed his 19 note to Ali, uh, signed Walter Odim. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the, the changes that I definitely still do not like. I, I prefer him to just be the man in black for as long as the book will allow. So, yeah, I don't, I don't want him yeah. to have, you know, is, uh, yeah, he's just some guy named Walter who just happens to but, dress in black all the time. But he also parenthetically says, as some along Roland's way, had named him. So Very it's, true. It, it, so it's an he, alias. Yeah, it brings yeah. back a little bit of mystery there. So I, I do like that. So yeah, yeah, fair enough. I mean, yeah, of course the Man Black's going to have many different aliases along the way. Mm. Um, so that's just one of them. But he's, And he also... He, uh, let's get to it. Exactly. Um, so this yeah. next part, we don't have too many uh, changes, so we can skip forward a tiny bit. Where, like, well, just the one sentence, a great sense of despair flooded him. God, all that to do all to do over again. And then the men in black said from behind him, over here. Uh, so, again, another one. Uh, the uh, gunslinger also talks in his sleep. Uh, so well, He also says, I don't like you so close. Like, mm. you make me nervous. And <laughs> you keep trying to shoot me. So <laughs> stand over here. Which is actually interesting <laughs> that he has no fear of him while he's awake. Because the the gun gunshots go straight through him. If he tries to strangle him, he the gunslinger goes into this like uh, like dream slash vision. But when he's asleep, that's when the man in black is afraid of him. So that's interesting. interesting. I wonder why. Yeah. 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 But also, the, just the beginning of that, the, the sense of despair. It's like, oh my god, I have been tracking you forever, and now I got to mm-hmm. do it again. And you took off, but luckily he's not gone. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, so the uh, let's the, see, the yada yada, fire burned down. So yeah, the man of black proceeded. Did we talk about the fact that the rabbit was something he had done with Brown? Also, um, I he, I think we did. Sh- yeah, last week we did. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, okay, we did. Okay, my bad. Um, yeah, because he's mm-hmm. uh, talking about how it was uh, gunslinger didn't want to eat magic meat. Uh, and uh, and he pulled a he pulled a rabbit a rabbit out of nowhere. So again, uh, cementing him as this magician. Uh, this is also telling me how much time has passed because he's just finishing the rabbit now. Exactly. Yeah, the fire burnt yeah. down. He's finishing up the greasy remains of the rabbit. Uh, and in the new version, it adds in uh, smacking his lips with unlovely enthusiasm. Uh, the, <laughs> the original just said he was smacking his lips. Yeah. I, I saw that change and I thought about that word, unlovely. Like, mm-hmm. that's a cool word. It's like, yeah. think of like the most beautiful thing and now think of the opposite of that. <laughs> exactly. Unlovely. Like, like uh, it makes me think of that scene in Death Proof where, I don't know if you've seen the movie, uh, yeah. but uh, yeah, where he's eating the nachos at the bar and you see him like oh, yeah. licking his fingers and you see him like like extreme close up of the food as he's eating it. And it just seems like it's it's just too, too close up of uh, watching somebody eat nachos. And meanwhile, to me, who loves eating nachos at bars, that's made me hungry. But Cynthia watching with me is like, oh, that, it always just makes me queen just watching somebody eat like that with just this over enthusiastic abandon yeah yes uh, it gets that visceral reaction um mm. 
I, I don't really because of my massive mustache like eating around people like i i, I usually try to like go off my own oh really oh. yeah um it's not a big deal but whatever and, and there's this one other, uh liz can't stand yogurt mostly oh. because she can't stand watching people eat yogurt hmm. <laughs> like, interesting because i feel like, like- like <laughs> I can see that. Uh, it just like she's like I hate watching people eat. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I know Dennis is the same way. Where he, uh, there were plenty, of, there are times when you know we'll be eating, and like if he finishes first, he he'll get like nauseous, like watching other people eat, like around. <laughs> yeah, we all have our own things, you know. It's all good. Very true. Um, yeah, uh, something Cynthia has actually pointed out that, like, if I'm drinking something, a lot of the time, like, uh, I'll do uh, an example. The- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think I do the same thing. I don't know why. I'm like. <laughs> because it's refreshing. I mean, honestly, it it deserves the you know the the credit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. Anyway. Uh, so the gunslinger got grubbly. Just okay. Now uh, fires burned. Ba ba ba. You did fairly well. The man in black said, "I I never could have sent that vision to Martin. He would have come back drooling." Okay, right and there. I just want to stop. Exactly. There's was- a major change. <laughs> yes, I noticed yeah, that in the new. In the new version, father, it says, "Not Martin." Yeah, exactly. I oh never could have sent that vision to your father. He would have come back drooling. So I think I feel like this is a little bit more of a. I feel like he kind of changed his mind. What the relationship of the man in black, Martin, and Roland's father is, because in the original version, he says, "I never could have sent that vision to Martin. He would have come back drooling," and we haven't gotten to it yet, but. Uh, later on, he says, I came to your mother through Martin and took her. Mm-hmm. So, yes. and then in the new version, it says, I came to, I came to your mother as Martin. Uh, so it's very kind of confusing. Like, is the man in black Martin or is he not? We're not really sure anymore. No, no. Uh, this is something I, I theorized about earlier, I believe. Right? Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, this Martin guy is the man in black. Like, hmm. <laughs> and I feel like in the new version, it almost kind of hints at that because he's saying came to your mother as Martin. So basically, Martin was the man in black in disguise, kind of. Or at least that's how it looks. Mm-hmm. But we will see later. Uh, not quite sure. But in any case, so... Let's see. So, the basically, yeah, he's like. So yeah, then yeah, the gunslinger is saying his legs began to buckle. I'm sorry. You, you go. You go. Yeah. So the universe, the man in black said carelessly. Oh no. Uh, let me reread that. The universe, the man in black said carelessly. He burped and threw the bones into the fire where they first glistened and then blackened. The wind above the cup of Golgotha keened and moaned. And that sentence was actually changed a, a decent amount too. Uh, in the original, it said... Yeah, it says, the universe, the man in black. Uh, I, I like your inflection. The universe. Just, you know. The universe. <laughs> it's the universe. No big deal. Uh, the man in black said carelessly. He burped and threw the bones into the fire where they glistened with unhealthy whiteness. The wind above the cup of gold whistled with keen unhappiness. 
so I don't think he liked the two uh, whiteness and unhappiness in that. So that's probably why he changed that. Possibly, or it seems almost as though like having Ness followed by Ness in the same like two sentences. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. So first glistened and then blackened. The wind keened and moaned. So it's a A and B situation. Uh, yeah. So. First glistened and then blackened. By the way, uh, in my chemistry class right now, we're talking about the Maillard reaction. Ooh, uh, nice toast. May. Yeah, exactly. M a i l l a r d, and that's yeah. literally what this. So the glistening is good. Blackening, that's now your past. Blackening, yeah, that's when it's gone too far. <laughs> Yeah, we've gone from golden brown to burnt. Exactly. Exactly my thoughts... Exactly my thoughts on bacon, because once bacon gets like to it's when it's like a hard and like, like if it's too crispy, then I don't want it. Like, I want it to still taste like meat. Yeah. I agree. Uh, I like Mm. it crispy, though. But like, yeah. I mean, I like it crunchy, but I want it to still be like, you know, like crunchy ham. I don't want it to be like, like if I'm eating like a piece of like, I don't know, like solid jerky or something, something that like, like cracks in my mouth. I want to still chew. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. You know, this also happens to uh, bodies that are buried in like swamp bogs. Myo mm-hmm. reaction, and that's why, like, they get like mummified um, in like a brown state. Interesting, I didn't know that. It's just like the, the heat from the, the the bog over time will make that happen. They so essentially, they're the slowly being boiled. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, anyway. anyway. Back to more of uh, my own unlovely unlo- <laughs> enthusiasm. Uh, let's see. <laughs> so. Let's see. So he he's like, what was it? Yeah. Universe. Uh, so interestingly, in the original, he just says universe, period. And uh, he just oh, says yeah, blankly. But in, in the new version, it says universe, question mark. It was a word with which he was unfamiliar. His voice thought that the other was speaking poetry. So in the original, it just says universe, blankly. And then that's the end of that. But in the new version, he wants it to make make it seem as though, like, such a concept of the universe is beyond the gunslinger. Well, it's also just making it clear um, what time the gunslinger came from, which I'm still uncertain of, but um, they they had just found out about, like, the Earth is round, cool, but the universe is still beyond his knowledge, absolutely. Yeah, it Mm -hmm. feels very small. Yeah, it's one of those things that, like, you never think about, like, basic concepts and how mind-bending they can be. Like, just, like, the idea of the number zero was invented way longer after all the, most of the other numbers were invented. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The ampersand used to be the uh, 27th letter of the alphabet. Really? (laughs) So it, so it was, like... You know, W, X, Y, Z, and... Hmm. Yeah, well, no, it's W, X, Y, and Z, like... So the well, then that would, make it the twi- that would make it the 26th. The 26th, yeah. But yeah, and per se, it's the... Hmm. Uh, we take, like, an et, I think. Yeah. The, uh, the Latin word et, E-T, and you just kind of slightly move the T... You get yourself an ampersand. I thought that was etc. Hmm. No, no. Well, hmm. et, 
just the word et means and. Right. Like et cetera. Right, means and, and percent, yeah. No, okay, I see yeah. what you mean, yeah. Fair enough. Hmm. So, I don't know why we're talking about the ampersand. It is one of my favorites. <laughs> like what you like. Uh, so then at that point, so you want the tower, the man in black said. It seemed to be a question. Yes. Well, you shan't have it, the man in black said, and smiled with bright cruelty. No one cares in the councils of the great if you pawn your soul or sell it outright, Roland. I have an idea of how close to the edge that last pushed you. The tower will kill you half a world away. You know nothing of me, the gunslinger said quietly, and the smile died from the other's lips. I made your father and I broke him, the man in black said grimly. I came to your mother as Martin. There's a truth you always suspected, is it not? And took her. She bent beneath me like a willow. Although this may comfort you, she never broke. In any case, it was written, and it was. I am the furthest minion of he who now rules the Dark Tower, and Earth has been given unto the king's red hand." So, before we continue on, major changes in there. Huge changes. Oh my gosh. So, first (laughs) off, uh, just in terms of word choice, originally it was, but you shan't have it. And the new one, it says, well, you shan't have it. And then that whole part in the middle of no one cares in the councils of the great if you pawn your soul or sell it outright. That's all new. So basically kind of just saying, you know, you're small potatoes. Nobody really cares about you in terms of the the great things. Uh, So then this is like the most important passage. (laughs) Like it's finally them talking to each other and like laying out like, um, well, uh, all right. The the other change is about him being the minion of the Dark Tower and, and the red hand or whatever. Um, oh, before we get there, there there are uh, okay. changes about, let's see. So we already said uh, as Martin versus through Martin. So it seems like in the oh, original, right, right. yeah, it seems like in the original, Martin was kind of his own person that the man in black was kind of possessing in some way. Whereas in the new version, I came to your mother as Martin makes it seem almost more like the, man, the man in black. Yeah, it's almost like a shapeshifter kind of, yeah. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, uh, like, like the, he took Martin and knocked him out, and then came into the room as Martin. Could Not, be. Yeah, I thought it, I thought it was the first thing you said actually all along, like that he was uh, possessing his body. Okay, huh? Or or possibly just there is no Martin, and the man in black just takes on a different disguise when he's this uh, Roland's father's uh, advisor. Oh, I see. So he's uh, could be any of no, the three. There is no Dana on this. But no, that's possession. Right. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> that is possession. <laughs> I was like so close to saying the exact same thing as you and you. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I, I was also going to say there is no spoon, but that. that there would, is no spoon. That, that but then again, that is, is that's. <laughs> I think that's more uh, in line with the, the latter one, where the spoon is just uh, an aspect of an artificial reality. And, uh, you know, the, that which bends the spoon is consciousness itself. So maybe the spoon okay. is Martin and the, the bending of it is uh, in order to change reality is the man in black. Wow. All right. Mm. Cool. Or a Matrix reference. Why not? Um, Why not? Yeah, it's kind of me- messed up what he says about his, his mom. Like, Very true. Well, I feel like... Yeah, I feel like that might be both a little bit of like 
kind of double entendre, but also kind of saying that her spirit never broke. So maybe that's a little bit uplifting uh, for Roland, while at the same time giving him that weird mental image. So, um, But yeah, it and, seems that uh, the man in black... So the most important one, yes. Martin is not the main bad guy. Correct. He is simply a, min- a minion. So we're going to get to this... Uh, uh, more important bad guy, I guess, at, at some point. Antagonist exactly. is a better way to say it. <laughs> True. The the BBEG, the big bad uh, end, uh, end game? Big bad end, uh, end something. Yeah, this, this is like uh, Loki, and we've got Thanos waiting in the wings or something. <laughs> I don't know. Big bad evil guy is what BBEG stands for, by the way. But in any case, I, uh, I never heard that term. So you see, oh, <laughs> it's more of a it's yeah, it's more of a video game slash uh, role playing game uh, term. But yeah, BBEG. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> but in any case, yes. Yeah, so uh, yada yada. Uh, so yeah, in the original, it says, "I am the furthest minion of the Dark Tower. Earth has been given into my hand." And then the new version, it says, "I am the furthest minion of." Uh, he I am the- who now rules the Dark Tower, and Earth has been given into that king's red hand. So that's exactly yeah, that's that's the big yeah. difference there. Yeah, yeah. I am not the boss. I'm just the you know the guy who is talking to you. I'm middle yeah, management. Exactly. <laughs> I, I am Bebop and Rocksteady. You know? Correct. <laughs> True. He's not quite a foot soldier, but he's at least, you know, he's he's up yeah. there. Yeah. Or is he maybe more Shredder and we're, we're getting to Krang eventually? Ooh, uh, interesting. Yeah. We might be t- going into the, what is that, Dimension X territory. Uh, because with, he, Roland does have to go into a whole different uh, area in order to find the tower. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Um, okay, so so uh, well, and also in the new one, there's, there's even more. Before oh yeah, I get true. To I'll, the I'll next continue part. that part. Uh, yeah, go, go ahead. So, uh, Earth has been given into that king's red hand. Red? Why do you say red? Never mind. We'll not speak of him. Although you'll learn more th- more than you cared to if you press on. What hurt you once will hurt you twice. This is not the beginning, but the beginning's end. You do well to remember that, but you never do. I don't understand. No, you don't. You never did. You never will. You have no imagination. You're blind that way. So major hints and major, uh, you know, kind of discussion there on sort of the nature of reality, I think. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Well, it seems like they... (laughs) It's like they've known each other in a past life kind of thing. And, I think but, so. But uh, the man in black understands how to see these other lives and other dimensions. And the gunslinger is, um, you know, unable to, and, and just like all of us, maybe <laughs> perhaps yeah. reincarnations of other things that have happened in the past. And I don't remember those past. Do you, Kev? <laughs> I do not. And if you did, that would be awesome. <laughs> Would be great or terrible. I mean, no. true. It, it depends on <laughs> what kind of a life. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. 
You're like, oh, uh, crap, I, I was a serial killer in a former life. Damn it. Yeah, uh. yeah I was tortured endlessly in the the uh, Spanish Inquisition. Who knows? Uh, yeah, you don't want to don't know about some of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, or I was somebody great. I was Marie Curie yeah. in a former life. Slowly <laughs> irradiating yourself, yes. <laughs> Unfortunately. I guess we all are every day, but whatever. Very true. That's... <laughs> Why we take uh, antioxidants just to stop the the oxidation of our cells and whatnot. <laughs> so in, in the sounds um, <laughs> good. Yes. So in the original, it goes right from Earth. Earth has been given into my hand. To the next line, what did I? What did I see? The gunslinger asked. At the end, what was it? What did it seem to be? The young singer was silent, thoughtful. He felt for his tobacco, but there was none. The man in black did not offer to refill his poke by either black magic or white. There was light, the gunslinger said finally. Great white light. And then he broke off and stared at the man in black. He was leaning forward, and an alien emotion was stamped on his face, writ too large for lies or denial. Wonder. You don't know, he, be- he said and began to smile. Oh, great sorcerer who brings the dead to life. You don't know. I know, the man in black says. But I don't know. What? I'm just going to finish. Um, yeah, go ahead. White light, the gunslinger repeated. And then a blade of grass. One single blade of grass that filled everything. And I was tiny, infinitesimal. Grass? The man in black closed. Oh, wait, it wasn't a question. Grass. Grass. The man in black closed his eyes. His face looked drawn and haggard. A blade of grass. Are you sure? Yes, the gunslinger frowned, but it was purple. And that's the end of section mm-hmm. five. Um, now, I'm sure so, there's many, many changes in there. I just want to like quickly just describe my feeling of like, that last section. Um <laughs> Just the, the whole you don't know thing. Mm, I love that. Thing. Like, you actually can't read my mind. You don't know what my dreams were about. So, when he's saying about the grass, like, he's talking about he just made up a lie. Like, I don't even know. I mean, I think personally, I kind of feel like because the man in black was going on and on about, like, you'll never know. You have no imagination. This is beyond you. The tower would kill you, blah, blah, blah. I feel like in this case, Roland's lack of imagination is his strength because he doesn't have the imagination to say that can't be what I saw or maybe I was fooling myself or maybe I'm crazy. He sees the absolute truth. So while the man in black might have received the same vision and maybe like talked himself out of it, the gunslinger saw and believes entirely because he doesn't have the the imagination to lie to himself. So I feel like so, and I, but also I kind of feel like maybe the the man in black is almost like he needed the gunslinger to see this vision because he could show him like portions of it in turn, like the very beginning. But then I feel like once it changes to, and now it wasn't the man in black's voice saying and let there be light, then it was kind of Roland kind of somebody else was picking up where the man in black left off. So Mm -hmm. I almost feel like, like the man in black got him started on this vision, but then 
someone or something kind of took over from the rest, and I don't think the Man in Black saw from then on. Personally. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I totally agree with that, and I'm wondering, because that when it was like the other voice came in, I was like, is this like the voice of God? Is Or is this the voice of whoever is running the Dark Tower? Like, Could this uh, other entity that we don't... The, what is it? The BB... E.G., big bad mm. evil guy? <laughs> uh, I I want to just double check before I say, but yes, we have mentioned the Crimson King thus far. So Wait, what? Say it again? The Crimson King. Oh, the Crimson King. Yes, he was mentioned. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, Sylvia. Exactly, yes. The, the child of the Crimson King when Roland did his gun barrel abortion, yes. Yes. Uh, what was her name again? Sylvia... Uh, Sylvia Pittston. Pittston. Come on, like, remember things. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, Blade of Grass. Interesting. Yeah, so... Like, I I can't tell you when I first read this, like, this section just completely opened up my mind. And I was like, oh, my God, it's it's so beyond the universe, beyond uh, the farthest galaxy on the outside edge of what was created in the Big Bang. And, you know, that massive expansion of matter and energy, the beyond that, which is expanding, like, what is it, 13.6 billion years ago on the outside edge of that, that like... Instead of matter being created in this macrocosmic world, like like you were doing before with the atoms, like um, as above, so below. So it's, it becomes yeah. macrocosm equals microcosm. So maybe this giant expansion is just cells expanding. And maybe the universe that we know of is just one living organism that, uh, for all we know, maybe it is this purple blade of grass in some gigantic field that we don't know about and some yeah. utterly unimaginably sure. great uh you know uh existence somewhere so uh you know uh 13 year old kevin's mind was uh blown by this uh idea yes uh, 40, 43 year old nick his mind is also blown <laughs> every day well, uh you know like that we're so small but we're also so great like it's mm. it, it, you know everything is all um relative to each other um <laughs> so uh the kids in my school during lunchtime sometimes we'll just watch put a movie on while they're eating lunch whatever and I'm, I'm, we've been trying to show them some kind of older movies just be like oh have you seen this one and then i came in the other day and uh they had honey i shrunk the kids on i was like yes i remember this one but it also got me thinking about a blade of grass and like mm. <laughs> but like the kids get shrunk down they're like oh everything is so big around us and we're like this ant is like you know it ends up being friends yeah. spoiler alert, but, like the size um, of a, a rhinoceros yeah mm-hmm. uh, but uh, now i feel really small and i want to like do something you know what i might do today kevin is oh, go weed my garden because it needs to be done, and we want to plant stuff. So, speaking of blades of grass, I'm going to go mow some as well. So. <laughs> and and some, uh, you know, entire universes in the process. Yeah. Oh, jeez. All, all these uh, ecosystems I'm about to destroy. I'm mm. the destroyer of worlds today. Precisely. Uh, the creator of new worlds for my own gain? Yeah. Maybe I should just leave it. Leave the weeds. 
I mean, at some point, it's uh, we, the, there's the you know the ethereal mind, and then you have to get back down to the you know the uh, pragmatic pragmatic <laughs> mind exactly the, yeah. the mind that says yeah, but if I just let my lawn grow fallow and uh, go to seed, then uh, you know you're gonna get written up and you know for. Uh, homeowners guild or whatever those things are or the town will give you some sort of a ticket that's society making its own rules exactly but sometimes those rules are for reasons that they could cause (laughs) uh, you know uh, vermin or uh, different animal wildlife to live in you know that kind of wild uh, thing but then again you know the uh, the bees what about the bees man what about the bees yeah Uh, that's the other thing. Uh, civilization basically just exists to uh, push other civilizations out and other uh, types of life and just cement it all to, you know, these are the lines and everything that's within those lines has to follow the rules that we put put down. Yeah. Anyway, back to Before, uh, the gunslinger. Back Go to the gunslinger. Oh, so what changes do we have there? So, uh, let's see. The man in black did not offer to refill his poke by either black magic or white. And then it adds in, later he might find more in his grow bag, but later seemed very far away now. Which makes Wait, me I, wonder, I wanted what to mention is that. a grow bag? So, well, that and finally he's added tobacco. And it's like, True. oh... I think this is the first time it's been mentioned. <laughs> um, but I also wondered the same thing. I'm like, what the heck's a grow bag? Is he like growing tobacco, like like hydroponically or something? Uh, let me just... So the internet doesn't know what a grow bag is. It's giving me a lot of things that could be uh, a bag that you plant in the earth to grow mushrooms. Uh, grow bag. I guess tobacco could grow that way too. I suppose. What is tobacco? It's a yeah. This is the only time in the book that he mentions a grow bag. So okay. yeah, tobacco. Yeah, I think tobacco is basically like leaves that are cured. That then you know the like in terms of like uh, like rolling your own papers or whatever. They're cured and dried and stuff. And well, yeah, yeah. Flavored. I mean, because you could have chewing tobacco or smoking tobacco. It's the same thing, just cured differently. I guess. Yeah, I think so. I Unless think chewing they're, tobacco they're like is a little bit more is different too. Yeah. Well, I thought chewing tobacco was dip. Hmm. Oh, there's there's like red man chewing tobacco. He's sticking like the side of your cheek. Right. Like, like old baseball players and stuff, and like it's much uh, uh, less processed than dip, which is like kind of like just the black threads and stuff. But then what you smoke is probably like the next level is like dried. I guess. I don't know. Point is, I stopped doing it, but <laughs> I, was, I was this whole time, I'm like, he has an endless supply of tobacco. What the heck is going on here? <laughs> Interesting. Is, yeah, my, is this grow bag like a, a magic thing? Like, that's what I was wondering. I, I assumed <laughs> what, the way that he put that, that he was like a magical thing that, like, you know, as soon as he reaches in, he's got a, a steady. Yeah thing of tobacco ready for him. Uh, is that where he gets uh, his bullets also? Well, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, from the internet doesn't know what it doesn't seem to have a gunslinger idea of what a grow bag is, so I'm not sure. Okay. It's yeah. definitely sp- hold ha- it's, uh, it's captured my imagination. Let's just put it that way. Uh, so, <laughs> Same here. 
So in the mm. original, it just said, uh, let's see, an alien emotion was uh, stamped on his face, writ too large for lies or denial, wonder. In the new version, it says, it was awe or wonder. Perhaps they were the same. And there, I feel like wonder kind of does the job. So I feel like you don't even need the awe or wonder. Maybe they were the same. Maybe they're different. Who knows? Uh, mm-hmm. And then lastly, oh, no, in second to and last. That is, that is just a great moment for, for Roland. Exactly. Or right. he could just read. The, yeah, he could read the man You've in black. You've been reading my like, mind the whole time. I know something you don't know, finally. I know yeah. something you don't know at last. Yeah. <laughs> You've been leading me along by the nose this whole time, but finally I've got something that's, uh, you know, I'm holding on to something. I've got the power in the conversation, yeah. <laughs> I got uh, the power! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Always a classic. CNC Music Factory. But, uh, so then, uh, you don't know, and then in the new version it says, you're a fake. So he's kind of like rubbing his nose in it a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. Oh, great sorcerer who brings the dead back to life. You don't know. You're a fake. So I want, I almost wonder if it's like, oh, you brought the dead back to life. Really? Are you sure the guy wasn't just passed out drunk and you just spat on him a bunch of times until he woke up? Because this small <laughs> town that does not even have a doctor just was like, yeah, I guess he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did CPR on him and. Basically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, because it seems like he's from every time, though, and Gunslinger mm. only seems to know his one time, so... True. Mm. Or every place. I'm still not quite sure. Are, are we talking time? Are we talking dimensions? Um, are we talking... Hmm. This we'll is see. true. Uh, yeah, we will see. So then, uh, and then the last one where it says, but it was purple... And then, hear me now, Roland, son of Stephen. Would you hear me? Yes. And so the man in black began to speak. And it's weird, actually. In the original, and so the man in black began to speak is the first line of the next paragraph. Whereas Mm -hmm. in this version, and so the man in black began to speak is the last sentence in this section of section four. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So so the man in black began to speak. Hmm. That's why I didn't read that. I thought that was the start of the next one. <laughs> mm. But it's true. Yeah, it is the kind of uh, he kind of rearranged well, that like, portion like of the edition yeah. there, where he's just like, "Hear me now, Roland Son Stephen." Or what, what's that? What's that wording? Yeah. Um, whatever he said, um, and then he says, "And then the man in black." So I'm really excited to get to the next part. Um, yeah. But I think that's going to be the end for today. Yes, indeed. Uh, for Chapter Brothers. Uh, I think we've learned a lot of important things. This is uh, honestly one of my favorite passages that we've done. Uh, yeah. This is like really like eye-opening. Eh, I'd probably say that all the time. Someone says to me all the time, like, Nick, you like everything. Like, I don't know. <laughs> hey, it never hurts to be enthusiastic <laughs> and positive. <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, yeah, that, that'll end for another episode of Chapter Brothers. You can check us out on uh, Facebook. Maybe we should get a Twitter and an Instagram too. Possibly, I do. I do need to update the the Facebook feed more often. Maybe I'll go back and put in some of my uh, uh, yellow, orange, blue, red uh, notes in there because I think I did that for the first page, and I kind of teased that I would keep doing that, but then stopped. So I should probably go back and. Uh, Put some more of those yeah. in for the sections we've covered thus far. I've just I've just been putting in pictures 
Like, mm. I think some of it's like fan art or whatever. So, uh, my apolo- my apologies if I you know for not uh, uh, saying who the artists are. I'm sure they're wonderful people. Um, I, I do know that Michael Whalen, some of his art has been in there, and that's the guy in the book I have. Um, Definitely. But uh, yeah, check us out on what, all those different podcast thingies. Wherever you yeah, find your podcasts, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> let's yeah, let's just just put a blanket statement on there that uh, yeah, if yeah, you're I think that's good yeah, <laughs> exactly. If, if you like listening to podcasts, uh, give us a search, and we're probably there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but until next time, uh, Ooh, before one. Before we before we close out, I do have to say the uh, so next week let's read up until yeah yeah, let's read up until the end of section six Uh, because section seven is pretty long and then eight and nine are pretty short and that's then then that's the end of the book so we've just got two more episodes and then we will be done with the gunslinger oh my gosh I can't believe it I know. Only took, uh, right. uh, what is what is the last line in section so six? the last line of section six will be uh build it yourself said the man in black it's the butler's night off uh or at least that's the last line in the new version i don't know if uh no <laughs> that is an addition uh because actually <laughs> that's something uh our dad always used to say it's the the maid has the night off uh, night off. <laughs> uh but in the original he just says the fire he said i'm cold so that's the last line in the original version Fire, he said, cool, cool. All right, then I will read up to that and we will talk next time. But until then, Kevin, long days and pleasant nights. And may you have twice the number. I love you, brother. <laughs> love you too. Bye bye. Bye bye.